Welcome to Hardcore Honeys, where we take our full court NBA hottest takes. And we got featuring Jade and Penny with your moderator, TJ, who will just try to keep control with these two while we go with our takes. Okay, hey guys there. Hey, subscribers and listeners. So, got Jade, Penny this week, TJ here. So, this week, we're going to flip the script a little bit. A lot of teams, a lot of people talk about the bottom race for the 7th and 8th spot between the 10th to the 7th team. This week, we're going to flip the script again, like we always like to do here, flipping the script. We're going to talk about the top teams in each conference and kind of see where this playoff run is going to go. So I'm just going to first lay off the uh, top four teams in each conference. So the Bucks um, are number one, Raptors two, Celtics three, and the Heater four. Yeah. Yeah, of course. They're, <laughs> they're barely. So hold barely. off for a second there, Penny. Hold off for a second. And then for the West, <laughs> there's the Lakers, and then two is Nuggets, three are Clippers, and the fourth. Rockets have shown back up again. They've flown up to catch up to everyone in the West. Okay, so, Jade, out of all of these teams right now, mm-hmm. who uh, take out your Raptors. Take out your Raptors. <laughs> I know it's going to be difficult for you, but the same thing's going to go to Penny because we're going to start Eastern Conference. This is your guys' forte with it. So, besides your Raps... Do you think? Do you think anyone can beat the Bucks? Actually, include your Raptors. I think the Raptors. Can there is a jump with that. That's a nine-game difference. Yeah, I still think the Raptors can beat the Bucks. You still think? <laughs> and I, I'm, and it's not based on the guys on the floor. It's based on the guy running things from the bench. I think Ooh. Nick Nurse is going to outcoach Bud. Oh, That's, big time! Bud is a great regular season coach. Yep. Do we agree here? Great regular yes. season. But yeah. playoff. So you know who Bud is to me? Who? He's the Bucks Dwayne Casey. Yep. And they also have very similar styles. And we actually had this conversation on Raptors Twitter, um, because the Raptors play the Bucks this week. Mm-hmm. And Bud has come out and said, no, this is what we're doing. So there will be no adjustments, according to Coach Budenholzer, in the playoffs. They're going to do what they've been doing. Nick Nurse loves the challenge of having to figure out how to beat a team. And I think, I just, I don't know, I just think Nick Nurse is the superior coach. And I think because our team is deep enough, He's going to be able to figure out the right combination of things to do that should we meet the Bucks in the playoffs, I would give it a 50-50 chance that between us and the Bucks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, then, uh, Penny, we'll swing over to your Miami Heat. Do you see your Miami Heat bouncing up any more spots right now with they're at? They're at the fourth, and Philadelphia is right behind there with 37 wins, and Pacers are at 36. Miami's got 38. Do you think that they're going to stick at that fourth seed? Or are you, do you think that they could even beat the Boston Celtics with that? Because they only have three more wins with it. But you got a month and a half left. Do you see your heat coming through, Penny? Yes. With this roster, I think they can. I don't think those 76ers have a chance. Because they've been I, up and down. They've been up and down all season long. And I don't think they have the roster to beat even the Boston. So the Heat are going to stick with the fourth. Stick, the, Heat are stick. the Pacers, oh. I don't think they're even that close, to be yeah. honest. They I are, agree with Penny. I agree with Penny, especially on the Sixers, looking at their schedule. They still only won nine games on the road this season. And they've got a bunch of road games. For the rest of the season. Yeah. They've yeah. been stuck at nine road games for weeks now. Wow, yeah. That nine and twenty one, that's not gonna help them. And the he went thirteen and eighteen, it's a better chance. Yep. And when I'm looking at the Sixers, because some of the teams I wrote, okay, who has how many games left and what are away and what are home 
most of the games for the 76ers are away. So mm-hmm. if there is going to be a flip-flop, I'm seeing Philadelphia and Indiana. Yeah. But if you're Boston, then, who are you going to want to play, though? 76ers or Indiana? Uh, the Pacers. I would go with the Pacers. That would see. I think that would benefit that more just because they wouldn't yeah. have to worry about Embiid. Yeah, I would say yeah. the Pacers, too. But honestly, I would take Boston in either of those series. Yes. Yeah. But I think the Pacers would be easier. Do they have a big man that can help them for stretches of times, though, Jade? Who? Boston. Because that's going to be the one thing that they do lack. Is a Yeah, well, guy. Boston played the Rockets last night. And that was the reason in my pickums this week I took Boston. But then I don't think Ennis Cantor played again. He's missed a lot of games. Yeah, I forgot yeah. he was on the team. You yeah. guys, guys forgot Taco Fall. How can you not mention <laughs> Fall? <laughs> Come Is on, he now. Even with the team? Is he in the G League yet? No, he's still with the team. He's with the team. I yeah. guess he's a fan favorite. He's a fan <laughs> favorite, yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know what's going on in their, at their center position. Um... But like you said, that's the reason. If it comes down to it, they've definitely got an easier... I think they've got an easier road against the Pacers. Yeah. But I still do think they could beat the 76ers, especially depending on the health of Simmons and Embiid, who are both out right now. Oh. I wonder when that team's going to blow up. I can't wait for it, because you know what? <laughs> Some, some 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 Sixers fans came at me because of my articles last week on Twitter. Two articles. And it was like all, it was good natured fun, but I wrote that article about the Simmons and B conundrum, saying eventually they're gonna part ways because the two of them together, the way they play, aren't past where they've already been. Mm-hmm. And success yeah. with this team is a finals appearance. It's not another conference semifinals. It's not a conference finals. It's finals. And they gave me a hard time and did some very fun revisionist uh, remembering of what I said in my article. <laughs> so, so when it happens, like, the gloating is going to be real. Oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> Do both leave or just one of them? I think just one. I say uh, it's really hard for me because... If it was me and I was making the decision, I think Ben Simmons still has a higher ceiling. Yep. Yeah. But if he's not going to shoot, that negates the what he his capacity is, I think. Well, he's still what? 21? Um, <laughs> no. He's older than that, I think. Okay, 22? I'm checking right now. Yeah, check that. Because I think he... The one thing I see with him is he's not as injury-prone as Embiid. Embiid has foot injuries. Foot injuries for big men. And not just injuries, but just, like, sick. Yep. Lung infections and stuff. Uh, So Simmons is 23. He'll be 24 in July. Yeah, you were way off, Taylor. Oh, wow. We're really going to go at me like that? Okay. <laughs> Remember, he's not a rookie anymore. He's been a rookie since even before he got drafted. He'll forever be. <laughs> like when people say they're celebrating the anniversary of their 21st birthday, yeah. he's celebrating the anniversary of his rookie year. So he's still technically a rookie. Yeah. He's just celebrating the anniversary of it every year. Oh, man. Yeah. But where will you see Simmons go? Like, what other team? Simmons needs to be somewhere where there is a big man veteran to teach him how to be a professional. Yep. That's that what I... No professionalism. No professionalism whatsoever. And I know a lot of people say, oh, it's just for fun, and it's just how he is, and it's just playing to the crowd. But I don't actually believe that. I believe when you behave like a professional, it makes whatever the job you are doing better. If you behave as a professional off the court, you're going to be better on the court. 
Yeah. When is being just a troll just a total mask of he's just being a tool? Like there's a point where there's a troll and then there's just a tool. Yeah. Like I just find him so 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 immature. Yep. That's what holds him back. Yep. He's the under. Okay, well, swinging back up to the to the playoff stuff in the East. So we said no slipping in the East. There's no one that's really going to bounce around. No. 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 None with that. Okay. Uh, when it comes to all these top four teams, and all of these teams are very team oriented, meaning mm-hmm. in fact where you might have one actual superstar that shines out, but yeah. then the rest of the team is kind of balanced out. Out of those top four teams. Who is the most balanced, Jade? Ooh. Yeah. I have to eliminate the Bucks because I still think Giannis carries a lot for that team. And yes, he's the reigning MVP. He's a superstar. He probably should. But in terms of teams that are most balanced, I would eliminate the Bucks first. I don't know if I can pick one between the Raptors, Celtics, and Heat. All three of those teams really do play with everybody every game. And there's always someone else to step up when when yeah. one person isn't having their night their best night, you know. And all three of these coaches are pedigree championship coaches. So True. I mean, Brad Brad Stevens hasn't won yet, but Give him a couple of years. Yeah. Give him a couple of years and he's going to add to that. But you got coaches that know how to flip through a system. And they have, they're also coaches with just absolute buy-in from their players. Yep. You got to have the respect from your players and believe what you're trying to implement. Yep. Or with. Penny's Miami Heat, they just go with Pat Riley because you don't want to mess up with the mobster. <laughs> you got that right. Exactly. Except he messed up with Iggy. Well, yeah, that was a big... Yeah, that how's was... that going? I haven't I haven't had any Heat games here since, since the trade. I haven't watched it either because I've been watching more women's games. But yeah. I, I don't think it's going well. I, don't, he... I haven't seen any... Tweets about him having great games, even defensive games. So he was non-existent th- against the Wolves. I'm just yeah. gonna say that right there, non-existent. He was non-existent. How many non-existent. minutes did he play? We still had six players, still double figures. But I digress on that. Um, this one is going to be a little bit both for Western <laughs> Conference and Eastern Conference. This question. Um, since it's t- the back third of the season, playoff push for for th- this point is just home court advantage. Um, do we change the load management, Penny? Is load management going to change at all for teams? Longer minutes, or are teams going to kind of stick to what they have and wait for the playoffs to do the tweaks? I think they're going to wait for the playoffs and do the tweaks. They're going to do more load management throughout the Still playoffs. Still do load management? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's been that's been the case every year, so I don't see anything change. Changing. You don't see anything change, even though yeah. there's a tight race in those second to fourth, the second, third, and fourth spot. Yeah. You don't see Boston being like, "Ooh, maybe we should play Tatum a little bit more so we can get that second seed over Toronto." Well, or... they, they're well, they're always gonna play him. So. But like, say like we they put him up at like. 38 minutes instead of what they have them doing like at 32. Do we see more minutes from yeah, that yeah. player? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jade, swing over the same question. Do you see the superstar or the top players on the team getting more minutes, bench losing some time to kind of get them the starters ready for the playoffs, or still with the load management? I think it's going to go both ways. Like, if it was me, I'd be doing load management on the superstars for the next week and a half to two weeks. Give them a little bit of rest, especially especially on teams where they they played for the playoffs. So like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, they're not worried about their playoff positions. 
Um, and then I would see, I would expect to see them have their minutes start to ramp up in the last week or two of the season before the playoffs start. Okay. Well, that I can get with that. All right. Well, so now did a little bit on the Eastern Conference. Now we're going to switch it off to the Western Conference. I got a little bit more knowledge on this stuff. Hopefully you guys got some too, which I assume so, because you guys are that great. Um, so repeat the West. So it's Lakers, Nugs, Clips, and Rockets. The Nuggets and Clips right now have the same record at 40 and 19. Which kind of means we probably should include the Jazz. The Jazz, too. I guess they're at 37. Well, then we could also include Oklahoma City, who has 37 wins, too. Yeah. I mm. guess. Yeah, once we start that ball rolling, it's hard to stop, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It goes to 37, 37, 30. It pretty much until the seventh spot in the Western Conference is kind of up for grabs. But at least out of these top four teams, uh, who do you think is going to slip? Do you see any slippages, Jade? I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockets slipped at this. That I was thinking that, too. Uh, Penny, do you do you agree here, or are you seeing Nuggets slipping, Clips slipping? No, definitely. Uh, I agree with Jamie Houston is going to slip. The Denver is only getting better. Houston's four or five tiny people lineup will collapse <laughs> by the end of the season. That's Penny? not going to work. That's not going to work for the playoffs. Especially, especially versus Denver or the Lakers. Yep. Even against the Jazz. Or yes. Thunder. Steven like, Adams can push around anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. I'm, I, I saw that video with Harden this week. Probably you guys saw it too. Yeah. And I'm just like, ugh. I I I I almost don't even know where to start. But the idea that because you're smaller you had to work harder or you're a better player, like Oh no. That was one of, our, one of our new one of our hoops writers, Mike Parent, made this made the point that like if being tall was the thing that made you great at basketball, Yao Ming should have been the best basketball player ever to play in the NBA. Yeah. Taco Fall should be MVP. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's We're gonna bring such, it right back around to him. It's such Taco a Tuesday. silly thing to say. Yeah, and then my him. point was, if you look at his stats, okay, yes, 35 points a game. 10 of those points are coming at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. It's called a free throw for a reason. Yes, it's still points. I get that. But it's an unguarded point. And every player in the league should be able to shoot a free throw as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So you take away that and he's a 25-point-a-game player. And are we still talking about James Harden the way we do? I don't think so. Yeah, And also put in a... a, um... To perspective also, how many of those extra points are three-pointers too? Which I'm not necessarily knocking the talent of hitting it, but at the same time, when you have 12 three-pointers and you have 10 points from the free throw, or 12 points from three-pointers and then 10 from the free throw line, that's 22 points right there. Yeah, that's not a super intensive way to get points. And I understand that at the end of the day, it's whoever scores the more points. But like a post-game... And being able to get to the basket is a whole nother skill set that shouldn't be knocked just because taller players tend to gravitate towards that more. Oh, That's just, yeah, oh. it takes more skill. It takes more skill to go to the paint. Yeah. And then so, you can have players like Giannis or Penny's Bam where they can be that large guy yeah. and still be agile with it, which I think yeah. is almost the harder part with it, where you can be that fast and that big, but still be that light on your feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think- just watch, watch Giannis play a few minutes. Like, he is, he moves incredibly. Yeah. It's, yeah. The footwork he has when he's at full speed, it's ridiculous to go with the Hang time that he can get, just he floats. Mm-hmm. He's like Kawhi. He just floats with it. Um, 
yeah, yeah, and the fact and the fact he said he's gonna win a championship, I was laughing. <laughs> has has the championship uh, option sailed off for James Harden now? In okay. my opinion, in my opinion, yes, he hasn't proved anything yet. Yeah, to me, and to if me. he's if if they're always gonna build teams around his play style then no, he's not going to get a championship. His play style doesn't, like, name me another team that has won a championship with their leading scorer outscoring the team's second leading scorer by as much as Harden does. I can't think of one. Yeah, not top of my head. That's because it doesn't exist. Yep. He's he's not going to win one. I'm sorry to tell you, Harden. D'Antoni's system, I think, is a very overrated system. Because if you look at his successful teams, it's because everyone could shoot the three-pointer. You take yeah. out that three-point game with D'Antoni, well, he bombs it like he did with the Knicks. He bombs it with a super te- superstar team in L.A. Like, unless he gets the players what his mind is set to, he's not a good coach. He's got James Harden, the player that's specifically for his system. I'm not going to mm-hmm. win. But. And the small ball game, you have to be you have to be knocking down the three better than anybody else if you're going to play that small. And I don't think as a whole, I don't think the Rockets are there. No. Not as at a, all. Not with this, not this lineup anymore. They're too old. And that too, they are old. Like PJ <laughs> Tucker is thirty-five now, and thirty-six, he's, and he's your starting center. He should be coming off the bench. Hundred percent. And then Robert Covington, as much as I love him, he slipped up this year. He's not having the best of seasons. Um, when Timberwolves tried to put him in the post, because we tried playing him at the four. It didn't end well for him. He's great on the wing, but down low, he's just not strong enough. Mm-hmm. You don't have a strong center. Like I said, you run into those top two teams in the Western Conference, Denver and Los Angeles. I mean, Los Angeles is going to have JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard go off on that. Yeah. So that alone without Anthony Davis. But Yeah. Like, I think they're trying to do... Like the small ball game that Golden State won their first championship with. But like, you don't have a player who can put up a shot and you assume it's going in. Right? Like, Steph Curry was incredible that year. Mm -hmm. And Clay Thompson knocks it down almost at will too. I don't think Harden... As much as he likes to think he is, I don't think he's a shooter on that level. Three-point line? What's that? He's a scorer, not a shooter. Right. From three. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, just from the three-point range. Um, But, yeah, Penny, I'm sorry, I interrupted you? Yeah. You have bad manners, TJ. (laughs) Not bad. Well, they beat the Celtics yesterday by one point. By one point. That tells you everything. That was Russell. And it's the only it's the only time I will be happy for a Rockets win because that put the Celtics a game behind the Raptors instead of a half game. <laughs> there we go. So, um, do you now think uh, with the, now the, the way that the league is set up, I'm seeing more what Eastern Conference teams much more balanced and mm-hmm. now it's the Western Conference that has the top teams and then it has just this huge drop off. Mm-hmm. Um, one is more team oriented conference another one is a dynamic duo oriented conference right. in the Western Conference. Yeah, very Jay, much. Jay, do you see this trans the switch between the two conferences cuz it used to be top teams in the East nothing. And it was Western Conference. Yeah. Now it's switched a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, that happens over time. Like, what team in the NBA has the most championships of any other team? 
to the Boston Celtics. They're in the East. Right. Right? Michael Jordan with the Bulls, East. The Pistons, when they were winning, East. So, like, it goes back and forth. And it was only a matter of time before it swung the other way. Like, that's when, when they were talking about changing the way they see the playoffs because the West teams are so much better and you were getting, East teams were getting into the playoffs with the losing record. I'm like, yeah. no, this is the way the league goes. There's there's an ebb and flow in which conference is up and which one's down. And it's I, I just think it's always going to be that way. Okay. you So just the swing, the pendulum just going back and forth with it all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Penny, do you see this the same kind of switch with it all? Or is it still kind of Western Conference dominates, Eastern Conference is just there to balance out the league? No, I agree with Jade, but I think the East has a, has a better team, teams overall. Mm-hmm. You think they have the more yeah. teams that are better? Yeah, more well-rounded. Well-rounded, like a team base, like the Raptors, the Heat, the Boston, the Bucks. Where do you see that in the Western Conference besides the Lakers and the Nuggets? I see. see I even like the Mavs team game better than the Lakers and Nuggets. Yeah, They're yeah I forgot about them. They're just a little too young, and they've dealt with some injury bugs this year. But Dallas is going to turn around. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like look another at two seasons, the Mavericks are, I think, are going to be a problem out west. Mm-hmm. Completely. Luca is going to be the reason. Yeah, the, I still, I'm still going to say the Clippers are not going to win at all. You, you don't? No. Because I was going to say there's about three teams in the Eastern Conference that got a legit chance, and I got two in the Western Conference with the Clippers and the Lakers. Penny, what do you, why do you see the Nuggets over the Clippers then? Well, the Nuggets have been playing better overall as a team. The Clippers started great, and they came going down and down. You know, something's going on. It's obvious something's going on. I don't know what it is, but it's not working. And they're not going to, they're not going to win it for sure. You didn't. So you think think Lakers is going to be the top LA team? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jay, do you? Um, yeah, I guess kind of the same thing that uh, Penny was getting at. Do you? How many of the teams in the Western Conference do you see actually as a chance? Do you see the Nuggets as a contender, or are they just a real good regular season team that's young and just trying to figure it out still? So. At the beginning of the season, I would have said the Clippers. Um, They're not, I don't think they're for sure anymore because between the locker room stuff that's come out that they're, there's no, they're not gelling well. um, That's concerning. But on the other hand, I've seen what Kawhi does when he gets into playoff gear. Mm -hmm. So... Then the Clippers are now a wild card for me. I really could see it going either way. The Nuggets at the beginning of the season, I'm really surprised they made it up to second because they play such slow basketball that I didn't think their regular season was going to be able to get them up to second. Um, But because it has, and because the game does slow down in the playoffs, I don't think I could say there's no way the Nuggets get through the Lakers. Because I still think LeBron and AD are, there's a good chance they're injured by the time we get to the playoffs. No, I don't say that. No, no. I don't think the, I don't think the Lakers are as deep as they appear to be. Oh, no. You have LeBron. He makes everyone around him better. Take him off. That's a very... Very average team. A lot of old guys that know their spots, but can't do yeah. as much as they used to. Yeah. But so back to what you, Jade, you were saying about that playoff um, kind of player with it, like with Kawhi. Um, sometimes there's players in the back third of the season that kind of turn it up that helps mm-hmm. the their team. Uh, Jade, do you see any kind of player that's going to, do you think that's going to rise up to the call and step their game up a little bit to help their teams with the play, uh, final push? Or is that load management thing still going to be a factor with it and no real big influx with that? 
Um, I think what Kawhi did with the load management and, and really playing for the playoffs last year, I think as much as teams like to say, oh, we're not playing like that, we're not doing load management, I think they are a bit. And I think they've realized that if you're in your if you're comfortable that you're gonna make the playoffs, especially in that top four when you know you're gonna have home court at least for your the first round. Mm-hmm. I think there's been a little bit of a shift in like, are we gonna play extra hard for that last push rather than save it for when we actually start the playoffs? Okay. Um so the same thing th- thrown to you then, Penny, with that same question. Um, is there any player that do you think that might jump out this last bit or is just load management going to just shut that idea down? Yeah, I think they're going to, the load management is going to shut down the idea. Yeah, they're going to reserve the minutes and everything for the playoffs because they're in a good spot. The top four teams are in a good spot right now, so I don't see them pushing more. Same pushing more. Okay. Yeah. Um, like it's one of those things that's like, yeah, I understand that they've done that for a lot of years in the NBA, but if you actually think about it, it doesn't make that much sense. No, at this point, it it does. I just think of the Bulls from so long ago, where towards the end of the year, I understand at least for the back end of the season, if you're going to make the playoffs, you don't want a Chicago team where you lose Rose, you lose Noah, Boozer was solid, and he was getting injured even. Jimmy Butler, when he was coming up, he was getting injured. Like, you don't want that kind of situation happening with your team. Right. Um, then, so I was going to, since, do you see, since of the load management, influx of injuries are still the same thing? Jade? I think there are a lot more injuries the last couple of years. I don't know if it's just me, but I, it just seems like there's been so many injuries. And I actually, this is probably another episode, but I think it has to do with the fact that they gave the scheduling to a computer instead of a person. Um, because I've seen pretty much every team I've watched this season, the commentators have said something about how the travel schedule makes no sense. Yep. They're traveling more. They're getting less rest. And I just yeah. think the extra fatigue overall is contributing to all these extra little injuries. Like, they're not season-ending injuries, a lot of them. Just one But there just seems to be so many of them this year and last year. Yeah, that it, you're right with that. Do you think maybe possibly the athleticism that's changed in the league is uh, in effect to that? I don't think so, because I think I have to do some research on it. Um, But I think what I'm going to find is if I go back, not last season, but the season before, so 2017-18, I think I'm going to find that there was a big increase in injuries 2018-19 and 19-20 over 17-18. And that's the off-season where the guy that does the scheduling retired. Oh. Um, really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, but they do play a lot of games, especially back-to-back games. Yep. Right, and that's another well that was another thing about it, right? When you when they handed it over to a computer, it took the human element out of it. So mm-hmm. like for instance, with the Raptors this year, they were talking about it used to be if you went to Dallas, you went to San Antonio and there's one other team. There's one yeah. other place that makes up the triangle. I want to say Atlanta. Well, it's the they usually. I remember on ESPN it was called the uh, the wild the Wild West ride, and like every team had it because it was just you hit up all the Texas teams, you hit mm-hmm. up a Miami team or not the right. Miami, you hit mm-hmm. up Arizona, and then you hit up. Uh, I think you're right with Atlanta. You just hit yeah. up all those teams at once. Get it over with. Right. And then move. So and that makes more sense for the travel. Whereas when you when you put everything in a computer, it's just looking for what's the easiest way to get all the games played with the schedule we have. It's harder. It takes more work to make sure that's a trip that every team gets to do. But mm-hmm. it was possible. They did it for years. And that's. But now that they're not doing it, 
they're going like the Raptors this year, we played a game at home. Then we went and played a game in Minnesota and we came back home and then went out on the road somewhere again. And that was the four game stretch. And like just the travel isn't efficient. It doesn't make sense anymore, but it also means like the players are not getting the same rest. They're not getting the same sleep. Yeah. And that's going to affect how often their bodies fail in certain ways. It just, it just is. When you lose that sleep and rest element, kind of everything else just uh, tumbling effect with all of that. Are they yeah. still getting uh, two game rest or, or not anymore? S only sometimes. Yeah. Only occasionally. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's probably what it is then. Because they used to get two game rest. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of rest, since of this, the all-star break coming to end a little bit, and now it's the back thirds like into full swing. Do you think the injuries might go down, though, since we just had the um, and load management might go down, too, because of the ten, the seven-day, ten-day rest? Uh, Jay, do you see any of that, like injuries and load management going down because of the I think injuries? I think any any amount of rest helps both those things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I another thing just for both conference I thought of, usually at this point of the year too, when top teams, they are trying to figure out the one last piece that's going to get them over the hump, they look at the free agents. They look at the some of the older players that have proven themselves. My biggest example is when the Timberwolves three years ago, or two years ago, whatever, Signed Derrick Rose right before we went to the playoffs. He was very key for our playoffs. Uh, Penny, do you see any free agent signing that might come out of nowhere? I know J.R. Smith is still out there. He can, um, he can provide some instant offense. So, Penny, do you see some of the free agents coming up for those top teams or rosters pretty solidified? Well, yeah, what I saw on the internet, I think it was Twitter, Instagram, that J.R. Smith wants to go to the Lakers. Oh, of course. And join uh, LeBron again. So I see that happening. You see, I, you see at least Jr. happen um, happening, or do you yeah, see? Yeah, just for like, just for the playoffs and the finals, if they make it to the finals, I see that happening. Jay, do you see any uh, free agent signing in the horizon too, or? I don't know. I, that Jr. Smith example is probably a good one. I, I would say that's like it's just another old guy on the Lakers though overall. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's been such even though there was a few big trades at the deadline, like the buyout market's been really quiet. The deadline's today. That's right. Um, I just think I still think that the the huge shift that happened in free agency in the summer, a lot of teams just aren't they're not sure where they are and it doesn't make sense to keep making changes when you really don't know where you're at. And I think a lot of the top teams are pretty happy with, with what they have to go into the playoffs with. You don't see Joe Kim Noah sliding into Houston <laughs> to fill that center position. Why? Cause all of a sudden Houston's going to change their mind and have an actual center. Yes. <laughs> yes, he will. He's got the personality to fit there. But he's clearly too tall. Out. You know how, like, they have those, you must be this tall to ride this ride? You must be I'm this tall sure to be in the lineup. I'm pretty sure Houston's got a sign on the locker room. You have to be <laughs> below this height to come into the locker room. Right, though? I'm sorry. That That's tiny. They have a tiny team. Okay, well, we can. I think we can start off with the fast break questions for this week. So, this week, we're going to do for the fast break, non-teams that you hope to do well in the playoffs. Who do you want, Jade, besides your, uh, your Raptors, which other okay. team, when you look at the playoffs and you're like, you know what, if my Raptors don't do well, this is the team I'm going to be rooting for. Okay, well, I love Giannis, but I can't <laughs> pick the Bucks because if they do well, there's no chance he comes to Toronto. So they're out. I you do think really he's like. Go the somewhere? Heat. 
we'll to get on that after. You can answer the question. Team that you're looking for. You know for. what? It's almost worth saying it every time just for your reaction. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, for the Eastern Conference, I would say the Heat. I do really like the Heat. They're yeah. in my they're in my top three favorite teams this year. <laughs> So if they like do well, that. as long as they don't beat the Raptors, if they do well, uh, I'm happy with that. In the Western Conference, I would really like to see the Jazz take another step forward from their playoff run last year. I don't know how likely I think it actually is. Going for those, two. but I would be happy with that. Okay, uh, Penny. Same question. Favorite non-team to hope to, or what team non? Favorite team, hope to do well. Wow. Besides the <laughs> besides the heat, I would say the Raptors or even. Yes. I know the Magic are in the seventh spot, but um, you know, if, if the Heat don't do well, well, let me rephrase that. Let's say I will go with the Raptors and Boston. Raptors and Boston on the East. Yeah. Okay. And West Coast. Western Conference, I'm going to go with the Nuggets. And and OKC, just because I want CP3 to prove something to to the Rockets and everybody else. He's done a pretty good job at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be on board with the Thunder, too. Yeah. I really, I, I do like that team. I doubt it, but I want them to do really well in the playoffs. Okay. If it's but, not this year, with with uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander with another year under his belt, look out for him next year. Oh yeah, and then the mentorship that he'll get from Chris Paul. Yeah. That is he, that, the next year. Next few years, they could be sliding back up to that third spot. And the we're Grizzlies assuming in the next couple of years, like I think a few of those young teams, next two, three maybe four years, no one's going to be talking about the LA teams unless they make some big changes. Because those teams, those top three out of four teams are some of the oldest teams in the league. Yep. Yeah. And we're, we're assuming uh, Chris Paul is going to play next year, right? I well, there so. He's got, I mean, father time is still catching up. But, I mean, he's still, he doesn't, since he doesn't play that completely fast style, I think he's got a couple more miles in him. I think with with being able to pass the torch to Shy too, that is gonna allow him to take on more of that leadership, like you said, mentoring role, and it won't always be the points all on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Or to him to initiate everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to choose. I'm gonna have to choose Raptors. You're Raptors, Jade. I've always yeah. been. A silent fan of the Raptors ever since Vince Carter. Uh, and then for Western Conference, I'd have to do Clippers first, just because I said they were going to win it all this year. But then I would have to say, <laughs> yep, I said it's beginning of the year. I'm still going to hold strong with it. Doubling um, down. The seventh, or, and then my other team, I would say, is Dallas. I'm always a huge Luka fan. Uh I love Porzingis, too. Mavericks have also been another team that's a successful team that I live vicariously through. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much all you do as a Timberwolves fan. You're like, go Timberwolves for the season. When the playoff comes, you're like, I can go for anyone now. <laughs> if you see any influx of fandom for any team, it's because of the Timberwolves, t- uh, Timberwolves fan bandwagoned onto a team for the playoffs. That's fine. <laughs> That yeah, I don't know how many you're gonna get to the Miami Heat though, Jade or no Penny. I think <laughs> I think that might drop a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you got there's a vendetta that Minnesota has for him. But anywho, okay. So next question, next quick question, Penny. Do you want the same playoff format? It's asked all the time, or do you want to be for it to change? I say keep it the same. Keep it the same. Yeah, keep it the same way it's been working. I think that's been now because the uh, conferences balanced out now, or just you, th- you think it just works better 
You it like... just works better, just the way it is. Just my opinion. Okay. Um, Jade, do you want to change the playoff format or keep it the same? I don't think it needs to be changed. And I think the NBA has bigger problems to address than changing the playoffs. Like the load management? Fix the scheduling, fix the officiating, and then worry about other stuff. Yeah. Yep, It's that's the big three. And yet Adam Silver keeps on doing a bunch of other things, which it's like, is this necessary right now? That's my like, problem, Silver. The coach's challenge is the biggest joke ever. Yeah. Like, the fact that you cannot challenge because the refs missed a call. Wasn't the whole point of it to improve the officiating? Yeah. But if the refs don't call it, you can't challenge it? Right. Explain that to me. That was, I just think about when <laughs> Damien Lillard got goaltending by Rudy Gobert, which affected the outcome to the game. Like, stuff yep. like that. The Raptors had a call like that this week, too, where it was a clear goaltend. The refs didn't call it. And because it was not, there was no whistle blown, there's nothing you can do. And, like, okay, we have a replay center in Secaucus, right? Why Which, I, is it not the replay center? What's that? I like the replay center. I think they do a no, pretty I'm good saying, job. I, I agree. I love the replay center. I'm saying it's being underutilized. Mm-hmm. Right? Why isn't the replay center reviewing those iffy goaltending calls? Literally, all they have to do is award the point. Look yep. at the tape. Award the point. You've already got it in place. Why aren't you using it for everything it can be used for? Yep. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then, so for last... Uh, question of the week, kind of a simple one, but so now we're at the back third of the season. Teams are pushing. Um, out of the players that are up for MVP, uh, Jade, who do you have for MVP right now? Who's even in, in like the top five in that list right now? Right now, it's uh, uh, Giannis, LeBron, Luca is fourth. I can't remember who the third one is. Or yeah. Um, yes. So, just for what your own your own take with it, who has been MVP? I I have a hard time not saying Giannis. I am one of those people that I think MVP should go with a good record for your team. Um, yes. And I like I would make an argument. A hundred percent for Luca if the Mavs had a better record. Mm-hmm. Because I think overall he elevates his whole team a little bit more than Giannis does. Yes. Um, yeah. I think I think most of Giannis's MVP clout is based on his points. And I, I get it. Um, but I think I think winning is important um, as as a factor in it. So even if the Mavs were like second or third, I would make an argument for Luca. But mm-hmm. as as things stand, I would have to go with Giannis. Okay, okay. Um, Penny, who is your pick for MVP at this point in the season before the playoffs and everything? Who's your pick right now? Well, if it's not based on team record, I have to go with Luca. But if it is based on team record, um, Giannis has the you know the MVP for me. But I'm, I'm hoping Luca gets it because he really deserves it. Though what he's doing with the with the Mavericks is unbelievable. He jumped them up maybe about two or three years ahead of schedule. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And he just got he just became legal to drink. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Like twenty one a couple days ago. Yeah, I saw a picture online. And it was from 2K17 in on that game. You can get international teams. Well, yeah. where is he from? Lithuania? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Wh- whichever international team he was from, you can actually use him as a player from when he was 18, 17, 18, and he's rated 59 overall. And now wow. you look at with the most the latest update for 2k and he's 97 overall wow within a three yard three year gap he swung up 40 some points 47 levels 
Yeah. He's huh. he's special. I don't understand. Like, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, he's not existent in the fourth quarter. I mean, like, the dude got a triple-triple a lot of the times in three quarters. Who cares if he's not existent in the fourth quarter? Like, I yes. don't understand that. <laughs> That's just dumb to me. Yeah. I think that team just needs one more piece. Yeah. Yep. Or even two. Two. But, I mean, they just because you have Porzingis, mm-hmm. and then Luca, and then you drop. Hardaway if Porzingis can't get with- healthy. What? If Porzingis can't get healthy, it's going to be a problem. Yes. I think some of their younger up-and-coming players are a season or two away from not being as big a drop as they are. Like, um, that German kid, he's from the same town. Oh, uh, Dirk, yeah, Keebler. Keebler. He's from the same yeah. town Dirk Nowitzki's from, which is insane because it's a tiny little town. Right? But he's a when he develops... Player. As he develops, he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, is he a rookie this year? I think so. This is, how did he not get to the rookie game then? Seriously. This, oh, man. We got to do a whole lot of just what we change on the in the All-Star contest again. We could do that whole over again. <laughs> <laughs> we got, so, got through the fast break. We got through our topic of the week. So I think maybe we should think about wrapping up for today. Um, We got plenty more episodes coming at you, listeners, subscribers. So follow us, listen to us. Um, We are now on iTunes now, as well as Spotify and any other kind of streaming site you use for us. You can look us there um, on all social media sites. Uh, Whenever you see Hardcourt Honeys, also follow Jade and Penny and I, because we'll post our own stuff too. Just as funny. Just as hot of takes. Um, and also follow up Belly Up. They've been helping us out and it's been real great. Um, you just go to their head page and you, or main page, go to the podcast, and you can find Hardcourt Honeys right away. So uh, you guys have a great week, Jade Penny and subscribers. We will see you guys next episode. <laughs>